Hey everyone, and welcome to DarkCast Interviews. I'm your host, Jonathan Miley. DCI is a long-form interview podcast where we talk to game creators about new and upcoming video games, as well as who they are and what they do behind the scenes. In this episode, I talk to Andrew Sherbach of Sign Sign Games about their new game, Pro's Enlightenment, an episodic story-driven game made for VR and set in two different time periods. For more information about the game, check out the links in the show notes for this episode, either below if you're listening on YouTube or on darkstation.com. There you can also find the original Dark cast and other video game reviews, previews, and features. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at darkstation underscore com, find us on Facebook, check us out on YouTube, and email us at podcast at darkstation.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now on with the show. to the dark cast i'm jonathan miley and we have a really cool episode I, I don't i think we've only done a few interviews about a vr game and uh we're doing another one today which i'm super excited about joining me on the show today is andrew sherbach of i didn't ask you this beforehand uh your company's name is is sign sign yes okay correct i, I want to make sure there wasn't like a, a sign, play sign. on uh play on pronunciation there or something like that <laughs> but uh, but you guys are coming out with uh, an episodic VR game called Pros, uh, the, the first episode of which is called Enlightenment. Um, so first of all, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for asking. Yeah. Not, not much people these days ask me how am I doing, because uh, <laughs> yeah, it happens so I uh, haven't met a lot of people for the last uh, few weeks. Well, Just all the computers. The <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, computers don't care how we're doing, and uh, when yeah. it comes to video games, especially as as we get closer to launch, uh, it seems like people just want the the video game. Uh, they don't they don't care uh, what kind of crunch you have to do to get it out. But I care, so that's that's what we're here to talk about: is you uh, and and the game. Uh, like I said. Though, before we get into the game, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do on Pro's Enlightenment. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. my name is Andrew, and uh, uh, my co-founder of this uh, Science Science Studio, uh, Arthur, he's uh, like sitting in the next, uh, like, not far from me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and basically, uh, what I can tell you about our studio is just the story uh, of two people, uh, because uh, basically uh, we've created this game uh, by ourselves. Uh, there were a few people that helped us along the way, but uh, yeah, from we were here from the start. We started like in 2016 in August, okay. so it. It's almost three years uh, that we're making this uh, uh, this game. 
and uh, when we first met we didn't have much background in game development uh, but uh, yeah as a lot of indie uh, developers we had a lot of passion and uh, all that kind of stuff uh, and uh, yeah we pushed all our uh, uh, all our problems away and just uh, did what we have to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, just to be more detailed with the background, like uh, Arthur is uh, more like an uh, IT guy uh, with the a creative part, and I'm more like a creative guy with an IT part. And uh, probably this is how we get along together and, uh, yeah, keeping doing this stuff uh, without, <laughs> without stops, like, uh, like a train. So have you worked on any video games prior to uh, Pros? Uh, yeah, me personally, I worked on a couple of video games on the sound design part. Okay and music uh yeah a couple of uh pc games a lot of mobile games and uh, yeah well excellent so uh so you mentioned that you you've done sound design and music work before is that what you're uh you went to university for or is that just something that you're you're naturally talented in uh well in fact i did a lot of uh, different stuff uh okay in my life uh, except from uh, yeah, sound design and music uh, also worked on the tv production as a line producer uh, yeah we ship, shipped like more than uh, 100 series of different tv uh, series and shows uh, uh, where else like yeah there, there was a lot of stuff that i did it uh, also worked uh, as the um, uh, PR manager for the Extremes Park. Uh, I also participated in building the Extreme Park for like BMX, MTB, skateboarding. Uh, I also did some gov government job. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I like trying new stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, uh, so, you know, a, a lot of times I'll, I'll talk to somebody and they'll have, you know, maybe one profession before they got into video games. And I, I like to know kind of how that's impacted, um, you know, the, the way that they approach video games versus just somebody that went to school for making video games and, and does that kind of right out of the gate. Uh, mm -hmm. But you've done a lot of different stuff prior mm -hmm. to this. How do you feel like that has impacted the way that you're approaching pros uh actually uh like oh, we we've talked about this uh, question uh, like together with arthur mm -hmm. he's uh, on my side as well i uh because uh, we think that uh that the game development like a whole uh it's uh, it, it just has everything uh, in it, uh, like all our lives uh, and all the things that we ever did in our lives uh, are very became very helpful in our game development. 
because uh, yeah, there it, it contains uh, all the things like we have in our lives and uh, all the skills that we have ever obtained uh, or tried some things. Uh, they are just there in the game. Like uh, there is like uh, art, there is music, there is code, uh, there is like. Uh, uh, like marketing, uh, uh, there is like editing, text writing, uh, story developing, filming, uh, uh, what else you can uh, name. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, like a container of many, many different uh, things that uh, that we enjoy and uh, we develop and uh, uh, well, okay, it, it's just yeah, the best thing that ever happened to our lives is just <laughs> so. So here it goes. That's that's awesome, and I mean that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I mean, video games are big things that involve a lot of stuff. So having a, I guess, a big background that involves a lot of stuff can can help. Um, I don't know, just just with. All, all the stuff there. <laughs> like, <laughs> when, when you're doing all the things on the video game, uh, it helps to have uh, a diverse background. Uh, so it's, it's just the two of you. Um, so what uh, what exactly kind of do you do on the game and, and what does Arthur do on the game? Uh, so uh, like on the first year, there were four of us. Uh, so the, we were just like four friends to, like traveling to uh, some forest and lost there and uh, came up an idea like to make a video game. And uh, then we started doing it on that way. Uh, after a couple of months, two guys uh, couldn't make it further uh, for different reasons. Uh, and. Uh, uh, a couple of months ago, uh, we had another uh, girl uh, joined our team to help us with uh, 3D. Uh, and uh, yeah, there are a few more people that uh, help us uh, on the outsourcing side, uh, like doing uh, editing, voice acting, and all, all that stuff. So uh, just to make clear all the things that it's not just we all, uh, it's not just the two of us that are making the complete game. You know? Gotcha. Yeah, we also have like guys that help us uh, with marketing, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, probably that's that's it. So it's just two of you at the studio specifically, but you use contractors and stuff like that to to help do the yeah. the things that you're not particularly good yeah. at or whatnot. Or yeah, gotcha. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> Uh, so and uh, as for the responsibilities, uh, we like share responsibilities with Arthur. Uh, he is uh, more a tech guy, so he is uh, kind of uh, like a technical director, and uh, he set up all the things and uh, doing amazing stuff in uh, Unreal Engine. He also does uh, 3D uh, and uh, all, uh, yeah, and uh, of course uh, developing the story, uh, like and all other things that are included in the game development. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. As uh, as for me, uh, I work uh, also with the engine on the sound side, on the uh, graphic side with uh, lightning post processing. Uh, developing the story, uh, the marketing, 
uh, yeah, working with uh, actors, uh, directing things, filming things, uh, and uh, yeah, basically that's that's everything that we do. Okay. Uh, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, let, let's jump into uh, prose uh, itself. If you could kind of just start off uh, by giving me like the, the elevator pitch for for what the game is. What's the I guess the simple rundown for for what this game is? Elevator uh, pitch. Uh, okay. Uh, well, it's a uh, just to make it simple. It's a uh, Soviet Twin Peaks. Okay. All right, I'm my intrigue level has now gone up several notches. Uh, so let's so let's elaborate a little bit more on that. Uh, how how is it Soviet sw- Twin Peaks? Uh, yeah, we just like uh, and inspired by all those uh, old kind of movies like X Files, Twin Peaks, uh, and many others. Hmm. Uh, also, big fans of uh, like Half Life, uh, Stranger Things, uh, uh, and uh, similar stuff like that. Uh, it's just I like did a kind get of uh, a, a weirdly specific like Stranger Things vibe while watching the trailer. So that that makes sense that you were inspired <laughs> by that. Then it's like this doesn't seem the same, but at the same time, it's it's there. I can feel it. <laughs> Well, that's that's great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, basically it's it is the story. It's uh, it is the story game, and uh, it is based uh, almost uh, on actual events. Uh, a story about uh, three friends that just went to the countryside to grandfather's dacha and. Uh, the things started getting weirder mm. uh, because the dacha uh, was situated next to the big abandoned uh, scientific complex uh, that has been abandoned since uh, the Soviet Union. Mm. Uh, yeah. And the main uh, antagonist of the story is... Uh, uh, is Duga? Uh, if you know, this is the mastodont uh, radio uh, station. Uh, we have one in Chernobyl, uh, and uh, yeah, a couple of more on the territory of uh, Ukraine and Russia. But this is our uh, personal story about uh, Duga that uh, have never been revealed in any historical facts and uh, because of this giant rudder and experiment experiments around it uh, it uh, just caused the disorders of matter and uh, that area uh, became like very mystic uh, and uh, nobody knew what's going on there uh, it's partly true because uh, this giant rudder in Chernobyl, uh, once called uh, Russian woodpecker, uh, it has had uh, the same a similar similar rumors about it that it uh, causes like uh, uh, it influences people's minds and uh, tries to control it and manipulate it in uh, different ways for the sake of uh, for the purpose of uh, the government uh, 
so in this story we uh, just describe how uh, like a simple uh, simple person that can get in such a weird situation and uh, how can it impact it and uh, uh, what what would what, what would you do if you get uh, like in uh, the center of uh, such uh, such events cool so what um so it's all kind of of centering around uh uh duga is that is that how you pronounce it yeah uh, um but uh it looks like the the game takes place in in two different timelines when uh the station was originally uh in use and then and now in, in modern times as as crazy things are happening uh who who do you kind of play as in the game and how do the, the two different timelines, I guess, both differ and I assume they, they interact with each other in, in some way or another? Uh, so uh, the main character is uh, like a 26-year-old guy uh, called Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so 80% of the game will, you will be playing for Max. Okay. And uh, also you will be uh, like transporting, uh, like flashbacking uh to uh, to the soviet 70s and 80s mm. in the body of uh, anatoly this is uh, the grandfather of uh, max's friends uh, tony and valerie okay and uh also there will be a couple of flashbacks when you play as dmitri uh, it's the best uh, friend and partner of anatoly mm. So they both, uh, Anatoly and Dmitry, suspected something uh, weird uh, at the enterprise they're working on, uh, working at uh, the Enlightenment, and they uh, tried to uh, to investigate it first, and then uh, when they found the awful truth of the Enlightenment's experiments, uh, they organized. Uh, like a, like a rebel uh, party uh, and called themselves pros uh, to sabotage this project, to reveal the truth uh, to the people and uh, to make all these horrible uh, uh, unhumanly experiments uh, stop. Uh, yeah. And uh, like Anatoly... Uh, left a lot of like uh, messages and tips uh, for the future because he wasn't sure that uh, he will deal with this uh, whole uh, organization and he thought that uh, if he will stop it now it will be reborn after a couple of years and this time we're playing uh, nowadays so it's like 2018 2019 mm-hmm. And uh, he left tips for uh, for the guy, for you, uh, to wipe out the circumstances, uh, <laughs> the consequences. Yeah. Uh, so, so you will have to uh, you'll have to get uh, the things done that Anatoly couldn't uh, make it uh, in the past. And uh, and yeah, basically save uh, the world. <laughs> yeah, the forthcoming disasters, as as you do in video games. 
Uh, yeah. Always yeah. got to save the world. Uh, so, so what is the uh, kind of the core gameplay of of pros like? What are you What are you doing from moment to moment? Uh, well, you're doing a lot of stuff. You know, uh, we've spent a lot of time uh, like developing different. Uh, kind of unique uh, virtual uh, in interaction mechanics in the virtual reality because we we started developing this game uh, from the beginning for virtual reality in mind and uh, there will be a lot of uh, like uh, gestures uh, uh, like rotation mechanics grabbing switching turning uh, you can even like row a boat uh, use the ball cutter to uh, cut the chains or locks. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, through the game you will uh, get uh, new items, uh, uh, which will help you go through uh, the gameplay further. And uh, like in the end of the game, there will be like a bonus uh, item, uh, which we call resonance. Uh, you've probably seen it in the trailer. It's like uh, it—it's it, not a weapon, but oh, the, uh, the giant uh, glove thing. The that... giant glove thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what, what is that? It's—I <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, can't tell you like uh, the full story. Okay. Of okay. Thing. All right. Yeah. <laughs> You will have to investigate it yourself, but uh, it is it is very fun to to have to do the puzzles with uh, this thing, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just a very cool and uh, sci-fi Soviet uh, you know thing. Okay. Uh, so but you'll get to it. You will like it. I am sure. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, is is there any combat in the game, or is it more geared towards puzzle solving and and finding stuff in the environment? Um, and if if there is combat, how do, how does that work? Uh, that, okay, <laughs> it's it's not the thing that I should supposed to tell you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you that day that uh, the gameplay will. Uh, change from time to time okay and uh, there will be places where you have uh, to investigate there will be places that are like kind of a scary uh, will be places that you have to run and hide uh, say for your lives uh, there will be mind bending uh, uh, like places and uh, there will be a lot of uh, very interesting uh, in terms of interactivity logic uh, puzzles okay. and uh, yeah there will be a combat <laughs> <laughs> okay okay um so so why did you guys go the the VR route versus I guess you know a more traditional type of of game? Uh because first of all we wanted to make uh, uh that was very game. Uh, well, back in this, we experienced something uh really cool and uh, we just wanted to put it into the story and put it into the experience. And uh, it happened so 
VR just translates that experience uh, that we had in our minds the best way mm. Be because of uh, the feelings, uh, the, um, the sound, because uh, yeah, uh, we use this uh, super cool new te technology, spatial sound, or like or a few few people can call it like binaural sound, or oh, the yeah, one yeah. Uh, yeah, they used in uh, Hellblade, I guess, uh, and it just uh, immerse you so much in this world that uh, you feel that and you believe that uh, you're actually there and uh, yeah we want like the people the gamers to feel uh, at least uh, something similar uh, what we felt when we uh, were planning uh, playing this game uh, how it meant to be played so it's just uh, in terms of immersion the vr is uh, is the best okay very cool um Excuse me. So, how how does movement uh, and kind of uh, or just general going around the environments work? I know you know there's a bunch of different options uh, in terms of VR, whether it's teleporting, whether you've got smooth movement, or uh, you know the kind of turn by 45 degrees at a time, or whatever the case may be. There's there's a bunch of different ways that that can happen. Uh, and it seems like there's there's no real standard for how VR games yeah. do that. How are you guys approaching moving around in the environment? Uh, well, we approached it with the free locomotion. Uh, we said uh, no to the teleport uh, for the same reason, for for the immersive reasons, because it's much uh, better and uh, you can experience the world that we created in more detailed way when you like actually walking, not uh, skipping uh, things. And uh, yeah, there are we've made a lot of uh, adjustable settings for people of different level of comfort in VR. So yeah, you can uh, set up uh, acceleration, uh, rotation, snap rotation. Uh, uh, we also implemented a body in the game. Every character that you play with has a full rig body. Uh, you can also switch it on or off if you don't like it, but who would ever do that? <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, basically what you do, you just take your controllers and uh, move yourself with your joysticks. Left hand moves you forward, uh, the right one turns you. Whether it turns you smooth or uh, snappy, it's your choice. You can adjust it in the menu. Okay. Awesome. Um so uh, you, you guys are bringing out the game as a as an episodic game. Uh, Enlightenment is the first of those. Uh, there's a prologue out now that people can can try out. Uh, but why why go the episodic route versus you know early access or versus just releasing the game all in one chunk? Uh, what does what does that allow you to do any different than uh, like I said, you know, more traditional release structure for a game? 
Uh, well, uh, first of all, because of uh, the initial story that we developed, uh, it, it is uh, like we really think that it is like the uh, the next big story of uh, the global entertainment. It, it, it it's gonna be really fun. It's like I don't know, like, uh, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Half Life, whatever. <laughs> and uh, yeah. We decided to split it in uh, the episodes uh, for another reason, because um, the VR experience uh, usually goes not like other, like PC regular games. Because mm -hmm. if you play God of War or like Red Dead Redemption, you can play for like days, weeks, months. And uh, like the level of comfort in VR still stays uh, like, I don't know, when we started uh, developing a VR game, uh, the average level of comfort uh, in VR was uh, half an hour. Mm -hmm. uh, now people can uh, spend their like much more time for a couple of hours, but not for like whole day. That, that makes sense. And also the third uh, reason is because uh, we're such a small team that uh, if we decided to make the full game, it took us like 12 years or something. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, I think that'd be a longer development time than Duke Nukem Forever. So that uh, sounds like the, the smart move. Has that, as far as writing the story, has approaching it from an episodic standpoint kind of change the way that you you look at the story uh versus you know just level after level after level um or do you feel like you can do anything i don't know particularly interesting with this format uh well actually yes uh w one of the reasons is uh, that we uh, the first episode like enlightenment is not actually the first episode is the first episode to come out but uh, in the story actually it is uh, the 13th episode uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't intentional, actually. It just uh, it just happened. So, so we started from uh, from the middle of the story. Mm, uh, yeah, because uh, everything should be started. Like you will know how should it be started uh, in the end of the game. Okay. It's a little spoiler, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so. So this is the 13th episode. Out of how many? Are, are there 26 episodes? How, how big is this game? It will be a little bit confusing, but we're planning to make five episodes. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, probably it wasn't right to tell uh, that it is the 13th episode. It's probably the 13th chapter. 13th chapter, uh, okay. Yeah, but there will be uh, totally five episodes. And yeah, we plan to uh, release uh, an episode a year. So okay. uh, it will be yeah, very good if, and uh, probably the next one will go out in 2020. Okay. So um, obviously, I mean, the, the game is not, as of this recording, the game's not out once this podcast is live the the game will have uh just been released uh pretty recently but um what 
are, are you planning to go forward with the story? As far as kind of where this one sits, um, episode two, will that be before this one or what, what kind of, what direction, I guess, in general, obviously I don't, you know, don't, don't want crazy spoilers or anything, but in general, <laughs> where, where's the story kind of going after, after this one? Uh, well, uh, I can tell you that it will be, uh, it will be just much better story than the first one. And the third one will be better than the second one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you just you got to play all of them so that 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 you can keep getting the next one being better than the last one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so the the game is coming out on uh, for for Steam and uh, Oculus VR. Uh, any plans for supporting PlayStation or anything like that, or is there is there anything spe- specific that Oculus and Steam allow you to do versus uh, PlayStation VR? Uh, we have plans on uh, PlayStation VR. Uh, actually, we're like kind of uh, in the middle of uh, development. Uh, maybe even further. Uh, we just have to set up some things with uh, PlayStation. We already got uh, the, our dev kit like an, half a, a year ago, and uh, yeah, right after. This release, this current release, uh, I can tell you like the more exact date when uh, it will be on the PlayStation VR, but it will be there hundred uh, percent. Okay. Very cool. So all all the VR platforms get get pros. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, well, so, um, can you tell me a little bit about the, the prologue, uh, that is, is currently available right now? I don't, I have, uh, I have a PlayStation VR headset, so I haven't been able to check out, um, the, uh, the prologue on Steam, but, uh, mm-hmm. for anybody that's interested in it, can you kind of give the, the rundown of what that part of the game is? Is that, is that like chapter 17 or something like that? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, uh, the prologue will be included in the episode. Okay. Uh, yeah, like in uh, a little bit different way. Uh, but yeah, it, it will be there. Prologue is uh, the events uh, when Anatoly and Mitri started to suspect uh, something wrong uh, about this whole complex that uh, they are working in. Uh, it it, it yeah, yeah it's like a flashback to the 1976 mm. uh Anatoly in the mountains in the Soviet bun- bunker uh yeah and uh, doing some experiments and uh, they're in the middle of the um, construction of this uh, giant radar uh, so yeah. Okay. They are building the Duga, the mm-hmm. over horizon rudder, but they don't know yet that uh, it will cause harm. Gotcha. <laughs> will cause harm. Yeah. gotcha. So they so, are kind of good guys, but they're working for the bad guys. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so, so the the prologue is is part of uh, this first episode coming out, but is in a lot of ways, I guess, more or less a, a demo for people to to be able to check out 
uh, the game and experience it before they they yep. put their money down on it. That's cool. Yeah, that's. I wish more VR games did that because, like I said, there's it's it's the wild west out there for for VR games, and they're all so different. Uh, you you can't expect you know one experience versus another from one game to another. So I wish there were yeah. wish there were more VR demos. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. Um. All right. Well, that uh, that kind of does it for the questions I have about the game itself. As I mentioned, uh, we like to finish the show off with a little thing that we call the end game. Um. And it starts off pretty simple, and it gets uh, questions get more difficult and weirder as as time goes on. Uh, but the first question is pretty simple, and it's just who is your favorite video game character? Uh, it can be the the hero, it can be a villain, it can be a sidekick. It doesn't have to be somebody that you play as, uh, but it most definitely can be somebody that you play as. Mm. Okay, uh, like my personal. <laughs> yeah, game character probably it would be maybe Jim Rayner from StarCraft. Okay. I feel like it's been a minute since somebody said somebody from StarCraft, so that's I like it. I like it. Is there a particular <laughs> reason why? Is he just cool? I, I've never actually played StarCraft, so I I can't. Oh. What what is it about Jim that you like so much? Hmm. Well, he's like like uh, he's like a cowboy in a wild west, but in space. Mm-hmm. Who cannot love such a character? That's true. <laughs> that is true. That is. That's, I I absolutely agree with that. Um. So th- this question is, like I said, it's a little weirder. Um, if you could play any game again for the first time, um. So, you know, there, there's so many games that you have a wonderful experience with, but when you play it a second time, it doesn't mm-hmm. quite meet the same highs as that first experience. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you could re-experience a game for the first time, you don't have to worry about it aging poorly or anything like that, uh, mm-hmm. but just to, to get those those good feels uh, again, what would that game be? Mm. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's so many games that uh, I would like to like erase my memory and play again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one that uh, comes on mind uh, in mind is probably Soma. I have that game and I have I've yet to play it. Um, it uh, scary movies don't get me. Uh, scary books don't get me. Uh, but that's because I can laugh at the person, you know, going down the hall and gets eaten by a monster. Uh, but my logic yep. is, you know, if you don't want to get eaten by a monster, just don't go down the hall. And in a video <laughs> game, I can do that. And that's what I do. I just stand there and I'm like, mm, nope, not going to do it. <laughs> Which makes for for not an interesting game. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I love that the game not because of the horror part, but because of the story part. <laughs> I've heard the story is very good, and now that it's got the, I think it's got that no monster uh, patch in it, where you don't have to actually worry about uh, getting gobbled up. I should, I should probably go check it out. Cool. Um, uh, okay, so this this is kind of a tweak on that last question. It's a little bit different, uh, but if you could give a second chance to a game, so this this would be a game that 
Uh, either you gave up on it too soon or you played it just at a bad time in your life. Um, and so you've got, you know, kind of bad connotations with that game. If you could, if you could erase that first time that maybe wasn't so good and give it another shot, what would you like it to be? Uh, I don't even know what to answer. (laughs) (laughs) I I just, uh, such a gamer that tries to complete uh, the game if, if I started playing it. Uh, even 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 if I don't like it. Mm. <laughs> okay, so so we'll change it a little bit more. Then, uh, what is a game that you wish you could just forget that you played? Whether it was a huge disappointment, or it was really bad, or whatever the case may be, what is something that you would just like to, to strike from the record? Uh, player unknown battleground. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why is it? Did you just spend too much time in the game and uh, lost, you know, years of your life, or was did you just not like it? Uh, it's just when I was first introduced to this uh, battle royale thing, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I just made the decision for myself that I am not a fan of battle royale. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you there. I've I've not been a fan of of multiplayer games for a long time, so. I... <laughs> I got your back on that one. Um, okay, so uh, switching gears completely, what is a, a good trend in video games that uh, you you either just like or that you would like to see more of? So mm-hmm. something positive in video games that you wish was was just around more. Oh. Uh... Well, I I couldn't say more than uh, I just like uh, story-driven games with okay. a good plot and uh, with uh, uh, em- em- like emotional uh, thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't remember the word. Sorry for my English. Uh, good. Yeah. Doing better yeah. than me. If if this was in reverse and I had to not speak English, uh, this this would be a very very poor interview so kudos <laughs> to you <laughs> yeah. so yeah just uh, the thing that drive uh, and uh, like wake emotions in uh, people's hearts mm. uh, those are the games that uh, i wish would be more like games like uh, like firewatch uh, mm. vanishing of Ethan carter yeah. inside uh, the journey uh, yeah and, and there are many more and yeah, of course, of course, even half half life. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Fire, Firewatch, just that, that's, that is a fantastic game. Yeah. Um, okay. So flipping that on its head, what is a, what is a trope in video games, uh, that you wish you could see less of? <laughs> Battle Royale. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Uh, it has kind of taken over the world, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. The first thing uh, was uh, MOBA, uh, then came Battle Royale. Uh, you cannot do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I played, uh, yeah, I spent several year, years playing uh, this um, Heroes of the Storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was actually a cool experience. But unfortunately, I couldn't make it to Dota and Dota 2. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know, maybe because of the style of the character, because I am more a sci-fi guy than a fantasy guy. 
Okay. All right. So you are you're living the dream. You're getting to make video games for a living. Uh, but you've also done a lot of other things. If there's some other profession that you would like to give a shot, no no holds barred. You can be a secret agent. You can be an astronaut. You can be whatever you want to be. What is something that you would like to do? Mm. Hmm. That's also an interesting question because uh, I, I, I can't even uh, call myself a complete game developer uh, <laughs> to, be, to be confident about it and to be happy about it, to move on. Mm. So I think I, I, should, <laughs> I should start from here and uh, I don't know, maybe in a couple of years or in a couple of decades, uh, I will change my opinion of uh, investigating this uh, whole world of game development and uh, something else will interest me. Uh, maybe I'll I'll check out with you again. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great answer. I've never had anybody be like, no, no, I've I've got to see this through first. We'll we'll talk about that later. I've got to get game <laughs> developing down pat. We'll check back in a few years. <laughs> that's that's excellent. <clears throat> Um, okay, so final question. This one is the most bizarre one. Uh, it's uh, from uh, old co-hosts on Darkcast. He came up with this one. It's it's real weird. I've tried to come up with other versions of it. They they just don't work as well as this one. So, at the end of our lives, we find out that heaven is actually the Mushroom Kingdom from Mario. Uh, so it's the end of your life. You get to the Mushroom Kingdom, and at the gates is Toad. He's serving as Saint Peter uh, there to to let you into the the afterlife. Mm -hmm. What do you want him to say to you? Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> the Toad on the gateway. Yep. Mm. <laughs> yeah. To toad is the one that will speak. Whatever over you oh, okay. as you enter I in. This. I know this one. Okay. <laughs> I wish he would say, uh, Andrew, wanna get high? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's perfect because you, I mean, it's like anytime anybody brings up weird things about video games, it's like, wait a minute, hold on, let's go back to Mario. We have an Italian plumber who eats mushrooms to become bigger and he is he's jumping <laughs> yeah. on goombas to save a princess from a yeah. spiked turtle people yeah. were doing drugs with that game yeah. like don't talk to me about crazy things in games today when you've accepted mario as being normal because it's not normal <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So perfect. Perfect. So the the characters are in on the joke. They know everybody's high. I like it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, fantastic, Andrew. That does it uh, for our our interview. It does it for the end game. You passed. Uh, all you get is my my gratitude. Unfortunately, we don't have prizes. Um, <laughs> but if you could send us out. Uh, by letting our listeners know where they can go to find out more information about Prose Enlightenment. Uh, well, you can go to our Twitter, Facebook page, uh, Company Sign Sign, uh, Game Prose. 
yeah, just follow us on the all the progress. Sometimes earlier oh, we spend a lot of uh, time like posting our uh, dev days and uh, our field trips, uh, like you know, interesting stuff, not just uh, the uh, screenshots of the code. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can go there. You can visit our website, signsign.com. And uh, yeah, go to Steam, uh, type pros, enlightenment, uh, wishlist it, uh, purchase it. And uh, if you're a PlayStation guy, there is a big chance, like a 100% chance that you'll get it on PlayStation soon. Excellent. Um, Well, there will be links for all of that in the show notes to this episode for people to check out. Thank you again, Andrew, and good luck as you you guys finish up development on this episode. And then as you, you know, uh, continue work on the the PlayStation ports and the next episode, sounds like you've got a lot ahead of you and I wish you the best. Thank you very much. And thank you all guys for listening. (laughs) 